Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show with the Teach Better team where we are live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Holy moly, it is Thursday, February 24th. We have a brand new guest with us, a new face to the Teach Better community, so we're so excited to share Rachel's story with you. Additionally, of course, we have our theme this week that we are, are closing up right at the end of the week. It's Thursday. We'll be discussing our theme as we continue forward. We'll also have holidays, good news, good news articles, and everything in between. I am very excited to sit here and drink my coffee and get ready for the day. So feel free to share our stream this morning to whatever platform you are watching on so we can continue to reach other educators and continue to grow our Teach Better community. And also go fill up your coffee. Let's get ready for the day together. We love seeing so many people here and commenting so early. It's wonderful to see all of you. Happy Thursday. We have Rachel here with us. Rachel, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing well. How I'm are so, you? I'm, I'm great. I'm very excited to chat with you because you are friends with Brad Hughes. And anybody friends with Brad Hughes is good in my book. Yes, absolutely. What a wonderful person he is. Very uh, happy to know him. He's so wonderful. And I will say, Rachel, like every time we're able to bring on a guest to the show, I feel like bringing on a new face is such a wonderful opportunity to learn from new people, expand our bubbles, and also continue to discuss different topics that are going on in education around the world. So I so appreciate you waking up bright and early to chat with us this morning. We're going to have a good time, I promise. So Rachel, for those people who may not be connected to you, I know Brad Hughes knows all about you. I've loved getting to hear about your background thus far, but excited to dive into so much more this morning. Will you give us a little bit of like who you are, what you do, why education is so important to you, kind of that background stuff? Sure. So uh, right now I am a pre-service teacher in uh, Eastern Ontario in Canada, uh, but my path to teaching has been a bit of a windy road. <laughs> I uh, actually started uh, my undergrad in nursing. Uh, my mom's a nurse. I thought that I would love the profession. Uh, so that's where I started. <laughs> and uh, I quickly realized that that uh, was not the right fit for me. So I took some electives to see what else was out there. Um, and I actually landed on law <laughs> and then I, uh, <laughs> my school didn't have a major for it. So I, uh, I did some research and I picked up and transferred. So I, uh, changed <laughs> to a university in Southwestern Ontario and, uh, through some more digging and learning and finding new courses, I, ended up studying uh, peace and conflict studies and kept uh, legal studies and psych as uh, minors. But while I was there, I came across an experiential learning program 
so I applied for that and it was the best part of my undergrad. It, uh, it took the part program participants and matched us with one of four uh, predetermined organizations to learn about social justice issues in the community. And uh, that's actually how I met Brad. I was placed at his uh, elementary school and uh, I was there for four months. And that's really where I, I guess, realized that, oh, uh, I think education is the field that I'd like to go into. And it was honestly the best four months, uh, best experience, uh, like just generally in my life. It's one of the highlights for me, uh, getting to know Brad and uh, his team there. And so uh, once I graduated, I uh, decided to apply for teaching and uh, I'm in a condensed program. So I just started May, 2021, and I'll be done this summer. Wow, wonderful. Yes. Okay, so this is so interesting because you've gone through this journey, a, a lot of which has happened very recently. Now you're getting into education. You're an aspiring educator. You're connected to Brad Hughes. You have an, an incredible background. I cannot wait to dive more into that. To get our morning started, Rachel, I think it would be funny to challenge our audience to tell us a little bit if they weren't in education, what else do they think they would go do? Because I know so many educators that started as one major in college and then found their way to education, whether it be in while they were in college or even, even a decade later. So if you're listening right now, let's slowly get our minds going. We'd love to see in the chat, if you weren't in education, what other field would you have gone into? Why do you think that would have been cool? Um, if you are too sleepy to do that with us this morning, use an emoji. We'll guess. Rachel and I will have a great time guessing guessing your emoji story, even if you just have, have one picture that you're sharing. So we'd love to get some activity in that chat and challenge all of you to tell us what you would be doing if you weren't in education. Rachel, I truly could never go into nursing. So I, I have so much love and appreciation for your family that, that has that background. But law sounds just as bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I saw a lot of similarities between them. I think I still do. Um, I I still like nursing. My mom did traveling nursing in the States uh, mm -hmm. before coming back up here. So I thought that would be just amazing. But I guess I guess nursing, uh, law, teaching, it's all with people and like supporting in some way. So if it's not at the bedside and it's not with legal issues, then maybe it's in a classroom. So I don't know, to me, they all sort of come together in a way. I love it. No, and I think that perspective is kind of what makes, what's going to add to, this is not like a, you know, it's going to add to you being such a strong educator is that you're looking at all these similarities, all these connections. And when I think of nursing and law, I don't think about the fact that it is a service industry. That is a that is a role that regardless of how you go into it, you're looking at how you can stay connected and support people. I, I truly didn't even see that connection. So I love that you've been able to see all those connections along the way. Now you're gonna go work with students here in just a few months. This is so exciting, Rachel. See, I knew we'd have a good conversation right off the bat. Yes. <laughs> I am seeing that uh, Brad Hughes is saying that she he wants to get into sports broadcasting. That was kind of a little joke um, with the Teach Better team. Our internal team 
has like a like a Zoom get together once a month where we just kind of joke around and you know our team is all virtual. So anytime we can come together kind of in a private space and get to know one another is really beneficial just like any organization. And we had a joke um, at our last hangout that Brad Hughes and another member of our team named Sarah Jesse, they would just be so good at like commentary of, of sports games. So that would be a good role. You know, I don't know what I would do if I was in education. My whole family, like everyone is in some way connected to like the design industry. Like they're either like architects or interior designers or furniture manufacturers or like carpet supply chain. Like oh. I think that I would probably have done something like that. Maybe like project management for mm -hmm. some sort of design. I don't know, but I like, uh, I like your connection to people. I think that's how I kind of see like a lot of the design industry is also like connection mm -hmm. to people, supporting people. <laughs> I can see that with your uh, chic background still. <laughs> it, uh, oh yeah. No, more so like the Teach Better team's like, hey, Ray, can you go live every single morning for the rest of eternity? And I was like, sure, I'll make sure that my setup looks okay. <laughs> so Rachel, every single morning as we got as we get started in the show, we like to submit um, a little moment of gratitude into an app called Happy Feed. I actually connected with this team um, via a guest that we had about two weeks ago on a Thursday. So I feel like our Thursday guests are kind of good luck these days. But our Thursday guest um, gave us this insight that he had heard about this app. It's completely free. And you kind of like submit moments of gratitude every single day. Now, I know that's a good practice. But what I really like about it is that it saves all these moments and you can refer back to them in some really interesting ways. So our hope on Daily Drop-In is that we curate so many moments of gratitude that we can kind of go back and laugh and giggle about these great moments that we've been collecting over the, you know, over a few months. So we're slowly still building up our, our feed here. I'd love to have us actually do that now before we transition into our brainstorm bank segment, if that's all right with you. Does that sound good? Sure. I'd love to. Awesome. So for those of you who I know you like, there's so many members of our daily dropping community who are doing this alongside us. So I'm so glad that all of you have embraced happy feed. So many of you have been posting on Twitter that you're doing this alongside us. So I appreciate it. Today is Thursday. So we're going to submit here. And, um, you know, if you too are submitting in happy feed, please feel free to like screenshot, let us know what your moment of gratitude is. It's always kind of fun to see that Rachel on social media. For today, we get to do anything we want, but I personally also love reading the hints because it's like an extra bonus of what the app is suggesting. So really quick, if we need to like brainstorm moments of gratitude, uh, the comment today says, reflect on your resume. It's easy to forget how far you've come. Kind of interesting. So Rachel, if I was to ask you something that you are grateful for, can you give me uh, something that you think you're grateful for this morning? Uh, well, the the hint having to do <laughs> with resumes is interesting, just because that's sort of the point I'm at in my program is getting ready for applications <laughs> and everything for um, jobs and teaching lists. Uh, so honestly, I, I genuinely am very grateful to like be meeting you today mm -hmm. and being here and being introduced and uh, just... I don't know what the uh, all the opportunities that are uh, coming up right now. Oh, I love that. I'm writing that down as we go. And like new connections are such a wonderful way 
to find opportunities that fit what we're interested in, right? Like we love being able to introduce our community to new faces and new stories. But yes, I mean, this is an opportunity for so many new things that, you know, everybody that we that we put into our lives is able to add so much value, even just by being there to exist as a brainstorm partner, being there to exist as somebody to reach out to if we ever, you know, found a connection that we needed support in. So I think that's an awesome one. Great one. I'm going to submit that this morning. Um, we are going to get into our brainstorm bake section, which I know a lot of you here on the show, if you've tuned in before, are familiar with. But we'll, we'll kind of give you some details on that here in just a minute. Good morning, everybody. We are 12 minutes into the show, and we're thrilled to be here on Daily Drop-In. Thank you for all of you who are being active participants this morning, not just consumers, and commenting in our comments. Remember, even if you're listening to the show after the fact as an episode of Teach Better Talk podcast, we appreciate you being here. So we are so thrilled to be part of your day in some way, shape, or form. If you're tuning in live with us and it is bright and early, then we are excited to be a part of your Thursday morning Rachel and I are here to get into our brainstorm bank. And as many of you know, if you've tuned into the show before, this is a segment where we really just pause and ask our community, hey, friends, do you need anything? Uh, Rachel and I have been able to, to chat a little bit about her background so far. And as many of you have also experienced, sometimes you just have things to work through, ideas to work through. So whether you are struggling and kind of chewing on a new way to reach a student that's giving you some some hurdles or building fostering relationships with your colleagues or maybe maybe there's a leader that you're really striving to work with and you're looking for some new ideas Rachel and I definitely don't promise that we'll have the answers but we are all about being a brainstorm partner with you so feel free to at any time put that in the chat Rachel we have a theme this week that is all dedicated to taking small steps to working towards those big gains and I have a feeling that that topic is going to really resonate with you. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I talk about small steps to working towards those big goals? Uh, honestly, it's just uh, really small steps. And uh, to me, that means just to keep going, <laughs> just to always, uh, no matter what sort of is coming at you or what's going on, uh, any, just any little thing that you can do <laughs> to, uh, to continue moving forward is, uh, I guess, uh, uh, perseverance and uh, resilience come to mind. Mm, I love those two words, perseverance. And uh, so, 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 so good. You know, I feel like there's been so many goals in my life. I assume there's been so many goals in your life that when you first look at them, they're like intimidating things that you want to accomplish. And then as, as I'm sure you've been able to experience, being able to break those big goals down into small kind of bite-sized pieces, giving you small moments of success to like build up to that big result is really how I see it's the only way to get our goals to come from ideas and dreams to a reality, right? By taking those small action steps. Have you had an experience before, whether it be your college um, experience thus far that you referenced earlier or another experience that you feel like, yes, this is a really big concept or idea I was working towards and breaking it down really helps me be successful. Uh, I think, I think at this point, uh, everything is a little bit overwhelming in some sense and seems, uh, 
just like either a long to-do list or a lot of things happening or a lot of interest. So uh, honestly, just I have to keep myself <laughs> focused on what I can do uh, every day or small things that I can get done uh, to help from keeping myself uh, be so overwhelmed that then I don't really function and can't do anything. But uh, I guess my undergrad's a good example of that with trying to get through it to uh, complete my degree, but a lot of, I guess, little obstacles or twists and turns. So just every day trying to do something and then eventually I finished. <laughs> eventually. No, that's extreme. That's absolutely accurate. And so many of us have had those experiences as well. How do you take those action steps? Are you a list maker? I know that we just had Erin on a few days ago on Daily Drop-In where she was telling us that like she lives on Post-Its. How do you get ready for those types of steps? Lately, I've been using, uh, I have an iPhone, so I use the Reminders app, and I have a lot of different lists in there. Um, but it's nice because it's always with me, and it's easy to um, to check them off or see them. Uh, but really, it's just, the to I have to include everything in my, <laughs> my to-do list. So that I don't, uh, honestly, if I don't see it, I, I probably won't remember to do it. Uh, so, real, and then I prioritize what I do have on there so that I know, okay, if I need to get this done, it's out of the way so that if there's deadlines or timelines that I have to meet, uh, just really being proactive, I think, mm -hmm. and looking ahead so that I don't, uh, I don't. <laughs> go on, go on to the water. <laughs> no, I, I'm totally with you, Rachel. I, I literally, I joke all the time that if it's not written down on my to-do list or if I didn't put it in my calendar, then the moment I step away from that situation, it's like poof, gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And and I'm sure as you're juggling so many different elements of your life, I, I think it's so funny when I meet somebody that has that same mindset mm -hmm. where I'm like, friends, if we're ever in a conversation and you need me to do something and I don't write it down, trust me, it is it is out of my brain instantly. And it's not because I don't care about what we were discussing or what was going on, but truly being staying organized, giving yourself those reminders, prioritizing goals is the whole part of it, right? That's like the like hashtag adulting, right? Yes. I think for a, a while I would um, say if I was as well, I wasn't as busy as this during my undergrad, but I would say I struggled more much. Well, I did struggle more than, uh, but I would almost have a pattern of avoiding or if I was overwhelmed, like I would shut down more. So really just looking at everything, not letting anything like hide away in a corner or get pushed aside and just um, really sort of forcing myself to show up and to look at what has to get done and, and uh, not avoid some of the smaller things has helped. No, absolutely. That's so interesting. You know, I know our community has so many different pieces of the show that they might be interested in, especially when you bring in new guests. There's so many directions we can take our conversation. But I will tell you, a big discussion in our community has been, and in, in whether it be on the show or even in our admin mastermind, we just had this discussion this week or in other little subcategories of the Teach Better team, it's come up, that there's some fear that people won't want to enter into the education space. That education is um, burning itself out rather than replenishing itself. And over time, 
We're not only seeing a massive teacher shortage, but we're also looking at teachers that aren't being as fulfilled as we really want them to be. We want everybody to not only be able to support students, but really fuel themselves and find their own happiness in this field. And I do to tell you, Rachel, selfishly, I am fascinated that we are on the show talking right now and you are entering into the field of education. I think that you are a very, very, very important and special like kind of like type of educator that that's going to be um, so unbelievably successful. Can you tell me a little bit about how that experience has come to be? I know that you said you changed your major a bunch, but how did being in Brad school, I think it was back in 2019, really show you that this path was, was the right direction for you? Okay. I love, I love thinking about my time there <laughs> and yeah. I've uh, been trying to find my way back at uh, my time there. So the, like I mentioned, the goal of the program was to have us um, learn more about local uh, social justice issues happening in the community. So um, the program was also very flexible with what my responsibilities would be. So uh, on my first day, um, I we sort of sat down and looked at what the needs of the school were at that time and also what my interests were. And so my responsibilities when I was there were the like where the two met, which was amazing. So um, also just really the atmosphere of the school, uh, welcoming environment, uh, being encouraged. I wasn't in my teaching program yet. I was just in my undergrad in my program and was doing this uh, sort of as an addition to, to that experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I, one of the reasons I was placed there was I have a background in uh, teaching tennis. I'm a certified tennis instructor. <laughs> I hear it was uh, tennis day yesterday or play a game. It was, and I like embarrassed myself because I'm like, I like sports, tennis is a sport. I think that's cool. And I actually had a few people direct message me on Twitter and they're like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk about sports. <laughs> yeah. So I have the background in coaching. So that was something I mentioned when I was there. And uh, I think just any idea I had or a question I had that sort of, it was just met with such support and sort of um, I was given an open space to explore and try things. So I ended up, I borrowed tennis from uh, equipment from my home six hours away. <laughs> I brought it to the school mm -hmm. and I ended up running like a, a tennis program, which Brad has told me is the first time tennis has been in the school. So I did that for 12 classes there, uh, which like how many, how many school communities would give some, I don't know, someone not even in teaching yet a chance to do something like that. And I also, uh, for my final project, um, the I would have had to write a reflective essay, but you could do it in a different format. I found I do better when I can do an alternative format than <laughs> just doing written things. That's a that's a trick I use too if I have the chance. So mm -hmm. I I wanted to do something um, for the school, so I did I letters uh, that spelled out the school's motto. Uh, be here, be you, belong. And I had a book. I went to every classroom and every student and teacher put their thumbprint on the letters. And um, 
Brad actually has it hanging in the school foyer and it's still mm. there. So experiences like that, where I could really see where I, what I could bring and how I can um, maybe fit into a school community was really special. And so that's sort of where I saw myself being an important part in a school. I love this connection. I think this is such an important reminder for not only leaders in the school buildings, but but teachers at any level in education to think about what you shared that uh, your role, your place in the building kind of came from looking at the needs and looking at your interests and skill set and meeting in the middle. What a what a perfect analogy and, and connection to make, because that was not just the principal that was coming to you and saying, hey, Rachel, let's figure this out and I'll give you a little side project to do in my building. But to be able to accomplish all that you accomplished there in such a short period of time, that not only took Brad, who was, you know, I know in a leadership role, being interested in supporting you, but the entire staff being open-minded and eager to supporting you in finding your space. There's no way that you would have been able to be as successful if teachers didn't also see how they could support you as an early, you know, as a future educator, which I knew at the time they didn't even necessarily know and, and really embracing you into that family. And so I love this reminder that as we see different people in our school buildings, whether they be learners themselves or, or staff employees, kind of finding that, that sweet spot for them is saying, what are you interested in? What does our school need? And how do we find the middle to ensure that everybody is fulfilled. And also one thing that really stood out when I was there was having feedback um, from from staff or from whomever really and uh, people sharing their observations with me or sort of reflecting back when I was doing tennis. Oh, have you thought about teaching or um, the, <laughs> the one day the uh, vice principal checked in and to check if I was in a teaching program because there was uh, a long-term position that they, a long-term occasional position that they were having to fill. So just hearing others see, oh, maybe there's something there. Cause I, I didn't, I wasn't thinking that about myself necessarily, but then when you hear that from others or you hear um, someone else's feedback sort of helps your own wheels start to turn if maybe, I don't know, a lot of times you just might not notice that you're, that it's something that you might be really good at. Well, so many of us have had instances where we're too close to the situation to see the full picture. When you're able to have somebody that can help you step back and really see what's going on, that's a great space to be able to get feedback and also continue to build that vision. You know, here on the Daily Drop-In, one of the favorite things that I love doing is being able to create kind of challenges or action steps for our community. We love talking big picture and philosophy, but when we can actually narrow it down and say, okay, it's February 24th, go do this today to be a little bit better today than you were yesterday and a little bit better tomorrow than you were today, then let's all do this together. I would love, Rachel, if we could challenge our community here this morning to take an active role in giving that feedback to somebody today. Can you walk in to a situation at some point throughout your day of the whole day that you can do this? And can you observe something or experience something with someone else? And then can you choose 
to give them feedback in a positive way. So I'm thinking like, even when you're sitting in a, in a team meeting later, can you, can you go to somebody after that team meeting and say, gosh, Rachel, I was just so impressed with your comments and ideas that you added into our dialogue this morning. You're a phenomenal leader. You know, can you go to an aspiring teacher and say, hey, I saw how you problem solved with that student right there on the spot. I really think you're going to be a phenomenal educator. I mean, those moments where you can identify something as a skill, as a strength, and then kind of help them make a conclusion of the direction that they might continue to move in, that is powerful feedback. And we all have the power to do that this morning. That's so neat. Erin in the comments is commenting. Um, she says here, that is just what we're supposed to be doing for our students. Help them find those unique gifts and talents, which is so accurate. So I love this as a challenge to our community. If you are willing to take on this challenge, we'd love to have you comment with some emojis to give us an inclination that you are going to take on the challenge that Rachel kind of crafted up so beautifully to say, hey, can you observe something? Give that direct feedback today. And again, I love how Aaron says it here and help them find those unique gifts and gifts and talents within themselves. I think that will be so cool. We already have a few uh, a few emojis here. Uh, we would love to see some more of you take on the challenge of of making that observation today. I also think it's nice to be complimented, right? It's also it's nice for somebody to be like, "Hey, Rachel, you're really good at this." Yes. <laughs> and I think even if it's uh, observing a skill or just uh, doing something that's really uh, out of the no, I'm listening. Yes. I'm sorry. Brad was just commenting okay. about his agreeing with us. I love it. Um, well, speaking, I was thinking of Brad with, um, I remember when I was doing the letters um, and getting the paint ready, <laughs> I went to the dollar store, got some paint colors, but thought, no, no. So one, one of the um, most special moments almost of being there was him spending time with me in his office, going, looking at these colors and just deciding which ones you know, would go, they were grouped in three colors for each sort of phrase. Um, and just just to take time out of his so such busy schedule to sit and even do that with me um, was another way of sort of giving me that feedback that this is this is worth the time. And that was really important too. You know, Rachel, we were able to discuss earlier this week this concept of love languages and how not so much in a, in a in a romantic way, but when you're building any relationship, it's good for you to understand how the other person kind of like consumes appreciation, like consumes that that love, that that positive affirmation. And some people really love those words of affirmation, right? That's a really good one for you. That was a perfect example of somebody being able to spend quality time. That is totally my love language. Like you can tell me, you know, a hundred times that you you know, like something about me, but when somebody was, is able to give me their time, I really see that as the most valuable commodity that really, it really is something I appreciate. And for you to say here, yeah, it was so nice to do all these things. But the fact that a leader who I know is so busy chose to give me his time so that I could learn so that I could do something powerful. And that was something that really resonated with you. So I totally, I totally understand that. That's something that I very much value as well. Um, so it's always nice when we're able to take those moments, kind of cut out the world and say, how can I be really focused and committed in this moment to, to the person that I'm, I'm with? That's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's so special. And 
everyone, it's, I mean, everyone really is busy. So, uh, yeah, it just, I totally agree with you. It just, it's, it means a lot when, when, uh, when people can do that. Absolutely. You know, Rachel, we're going to transition here into our good news stories, our holidays for today. There is so much to celebrate. Before we do, would you mind sharing with us if there was one takeaway, one idea that you wanted our Teach Better community to be able to take away from meeting you on Daily Drop-In, um, what, what do you hope that they take away from this morning connecting with you? Uh, I would say that uh, the, the challenge that you just uh, sent out would be would be a big one and I guess just taking the time to uh, recognize maybe the faces in your building that are just starting out or maybe if there's a teacher candidate who's there uh, I know I'm right now I'm actually doing placements so uh, this later this morning I'll be heading to, <laughs> to my school for uh, my placement and uh, the staff who sort of take time to check in or uh, it really does make a difference. And then I think in terms of anyone who is a teacher candidate right now, um, speaking of small steps towards big gains, uh, I think an important part of that is having self-compassion and knowing that you're doing your best. Really everyone actually right now with the pandemic, um, no matter how small a step might be to remember to be kind to yourself and know that you're trying. And sometimes it's not even a step. It's just to put your feet on the ground. And that still counts as well. Oh my gosh, Rachel, so many good ideas and tidbits this morning. We'll be right back with some good news. everyone. We are thrilled that you are choosing to spend some of your day here with us on the Daily Drop-In Morning Show. We are in our good news segment, which we do at the very end of the show on Tuesdays and Thursdays and at the beginning of the show on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This is an opportunity for us to highlight some goofy things going on, going on in the world and also be able to highlight a good news article that we can either take to foster a relationship with a colleague or bring to our students as a discussion topic. These are always really, really fun. So I love, Rachel, you have been able to share so many tidbits so far. We have comments already saying that you're just like dropping the mic all over the place. But I would love to have us celebrate a little bit this morning. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Well, there are a lot of holidays today, some of which I feel very confident about celebrating. Others, I'm like, nah, I might let somebody else celebrate that holiday. So tell me, what are your thoughts on chili? Chili. The uh, the food. I don't do well with spices. Yeah, I, I don't know that like really spicy chili is my thing either, but some people like chili really, really hot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those of you who are really spicy fans, otherwise I feel like I get chili and I like actually just fill it with sour cream to get the spice to diminish. Yeah. yeah. Today is National Chili Day and it's National Tortilla Chip Day. So I feel like those can kind of come together, like make yourself some really good nachos and then also get your bowl of chili and you're going to have a smorgasbord of really, really intense flavor. Um, it's also flag day in Mexico. I feel like that would be a good way, opportunity to celebrate that with uh, some good Mexican food today. That would be kind of fun. Uh, it's Independence Day in Estonia. It is also National Toast Day. Are you a toast fan? 
toast. I I love breads, like a baguette, butter toast. I don't. But a funny story. I have a, a little kitten, and when she hears the toaster go off, she runs. <laughs> she runs into the room. <laughs> All right. Do you think she's drawn to the smell, the sound of the toaster? What do you think that is? I think it's the butter. Oh, the butter. Always a good thing. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I'm a fan of toast on occasion. I go to a coffee shop here where in my community, and sometimes I get like toast. They have this like really yummy, um, it's like shallot butter. It's like very, very, very rich. And then with, with a latte, that's like a great breakfast morning. So, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I got puppies barking in the background. Um, and last but not least, that's a World Bartender Day. So for those of you who need uh, to celebrate World Bartender Day, that might be good to celebrate after the fact. But share your appreciation with our bartenders out there. Always a good idea. We also have a good news article for the day. This is an interesting one that I thought would be good to bring to your um, upper level students who are exploring how they can continue to give back what fields that they may want to go into to really give back to our planet. The topic says covering uh, crops in red plastic can actually boost the yield of your crops up to 37%. So for centuries, humans have used greenhouses to help plants grow outside of obviously just the typical conditions that they might be grown in. Now, as it turns out, it might, it might be better if instead of greenhouses, we built red houses. The red spectrum of light actually stimulates the leaves in a different way to produce more chlorophyll and other, other elements of the plants that help them really boost um, their their growth potential and their production, utilizing the sun and water and everything else that greenhouses already are doing. It was a really interesting study done over the last few years around the world that looks at how red light can actually positively influence um, the, the growth and development of these plants. This is something that they're going to continue to look into. But for those of you who might be interested in how we can continue to grow our plants better, our, our food better in different communities. This could be a really interesting thing to bring to our students to discuss how light can impact that. So just kind of a fun fact article for today. Yeah, that's amazing. I I have not heard of that before. I when I was on my college campus, um, when I was studying, they had this beautiful greenhouse that I was able to walk by every day. So I think it would look a little weird if it was red, but I guess, you know, whatever makes the plants grow better, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. You know, Rachel, I do want to make sure that our community can stay connected to you. You are just starting your career. I know social media is not even something that you've chosen to take on yet, but I want to make sure we extend the invitation to our community that if they have ideas that they want to, you know, communicate to you, maybe they have job opportunities they want to connect you with, that um, they can stay connected. So do you think the best way for them to stay connected is it to reach out to me or Brad to get your contact information if they're interested in learning more. Yeah, that would be that would be great. I uh, would be would be happy to to connect with anyone that way. Always good. So if you are looking to connect further with Rachel, feel free to direct message either myself or anybody on the Teach Better team. We'll make sure to get you Rachel's 
email. And then Rachel, as you continue to develop your network, your PLN of educators, if you choose to get on social media and really continue to grow the educators that you are, you have in your circle, we would really love to then also share that out to our network slowly, but surely. So as you get into that adventure, I hope you keep us all updated. Yes. Thank you. I would, I would love to. <laughs> yes. For everyone this morning, happy, happy Thursday, Rachel. I so appreciate you waking up bright and early to talk shop as we are all getting ready for our day, brushing our teeth, taking advantage of our, our moments to sip our coffee before the day begins. But we so appreciate talking shop with you and for everyone else, we hope you have an incredible Thursday. Happy February 24th. As a reminder, we do have our 12-hour live here in just a few days on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. So do not forget to tune into that. And then, of course, there are a lot of other surprises happening on the Teach Better team, including an announcement of one of our keynotes on Monday. So we will see you all back here with the Teach Better community very, very soon. Have a good day, friends. <laughs>